What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA Podcast. It's your boy, Lucky, from Lucky's Muay Thai. This is episode number 17. If you like the show, please hit that subscribe button, share button, notification bell. If you are interested in knowing whenever this content comes out, I am looking forward to putting out more content for you to see here and just uh, completely absorb. <laughs> in this episode, I got my man, Dr. Amir Malik, on the show. We're going to talk a little bit of COVID. We're going to talk a little bit of martial arts. And um, I hope you enjoy that conversation. Now, I was going to start this show with another sort of comedic intro, and I had planned this thing out, I wrote it out, and then um, I decided better of it because I think I want to get my voice a little bit more out about this. Um, I've gone over and over and over about the Breonna Taylor case. I've read it, I've read it, I've read it, I've read about it, and if you're not going to hold the police officers accountable, then at least hold whoever the legislative person is or person in charge is accountable for this woman's death. She was indeed murdered in her bed while she was sleeping. The doors were burst open. The boyfriend shot because he thought somebody was doing a home invasion. The police officer shot between 20 and 25 shots back. Breonna Taylor was hit five times and murdered. The warrant they got was allegedly got with false information. They already had the person in custody they were looking for. They asked them, her mother if she had any enemies. I mean, it's a little bit ridiculous. And I'm kind of tired of saying on every episode, arrest the cops, kill Breonna Taylor. Arrest somebody that killed Breonna Taylor. Don't give me, oh, they indicted, uh, they gave him four charges of three counts of, of wanton endangerment. That means nothing. Okay? The officer that was charged or indicted was charged for shooting at a wall or walls or shooting through apartments. And you know what? Those people in those apartments should be pissed because one of them had a five-year-old kid sitting there. I have a six-year-old daughter. Somebody comes shooting in the, the house next to me and it shoots through my daughter's wall. I'm for sure going to want justice for that. But meanwhile, this woman is dead. The cops are free. And one cop is charged with shooting through a wall. So, I mean, what are we doing? I don't know. But we got to do better just as a, as a society, which is not good. Nonsense. Um, moving on. So, if you did see the opening last week, uh, on last week's episode, you saw my uh, my man Tyrone giving Angela Hill the shout out for being the first black woman to headline a card for the UFC, and uh, everybody seemed to like it. You know, uh, my man Joey Coco Diaz, comedian extraordinaire. Shout out to my man Joey Coco Diaz. Y'all know who he is. You a chump. <laughs> um, he hit me over. He hit, he hit up Twitter with the retweet on the video, the opening for the BCMA podcast, episode 16. And uh, Angela Hill retweeted that. So, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a big deal for about, you know, five minutes because uh, social media moves fast. So anyway, um, I love y'all, man. Look, if you want to check out the gym, make sure you stop by www.luckysmt.com. Uh, we are still doing six-person classes. We've added more hours. And we are trying to do this as safely as possible and as safely as people feel comfortable in our facility and outside of our facility. Um, listen, man, you are loved. Uh, this is my conversation with Dr. Amir Malik. I hope you enjoy. Take from it what you will. You don't have to yell at me if you don't, don't agree with what we talk about. And you don't have to yell at him and you don't have to yell at anybody. And nobody has to yell at you. A lot of these things that we talk about out here are, uh, can be true, uh, all together. We all want nobody to be sick. None of us really want to wear masks, but we should be. 
And if we can't, then we shouldn't endanger other people um, that aren't interested in being around us. And we should show some love, respect, kindness, caring, and empathy to each other. On that note, uh, here's that conversation. Learn some stuff about coronavirus. One. Welcome back, everybody. Today's special guest is my good friend, uh, Amir Malik. He's a doctor. He's one of the only voices I listen to throughout this entire pandemic. Um, we're just going to chit-chat. We're going to talk a little bit of COVID, maybe a little bit of martial arts. And uh, it's all love. So welcome to the show, Doc. What's good? What's up, man? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, man, so I'm glad you're here too. You got the woo. What's up? What's up? What's up? We got the yeah, woo. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me, man, how's it been for you dealing with all of this? I mean, it's been nuts for so long. So yeah, I mean, when it started, I'll be honest. Like when it started, I was just like, oh, this is just another flu. Like it's just gonna. It, I was I was downplaying it all the way. You know, I thought this was gonna be nothing, um, and. Then I started seeing more of it and more of it and more of it and seeing the effects and seeing how much damage it does. And not just like short term damage of, of people, you know, getting sick and then dying or getting sick and recovering, but the long term um, lung scarring or yeah. heart failure. Like I, I just had a patient who 45 years old, perfect health pilot, you know, like perfect health, Jeez. caught COVID. Did real bad, came out of it, but now he has heart failure and uh, like basically COPD because of the amount of lung scarring he has. Whoa. He basically has the lungs of like a forty-year smoker. Wow. This guy's never smoked a cigarette in his life, and it and it's just like, man, I I was yeah, that's I crazy. was real wrong for downplaying it early on. Um, and and now I see yeah, I the think, effects. I think a lot of people always are looking at I me, mean, not that it's not important, clearly, but people are looking at the deaths and not looking at the other issues that right. go along with the, it. The, the long-term effects. And, and the deaths are big, too. I mean, you know, people say it's only 200,000 and compared to, like, the amount of cases, but it's still 200,000 lives. 200,000, man, yeah. And, and it's not just the deaths, either. Like, like, the other day, you know, I tweeted that about how I had a really rough day with a patient yeah, I remember um, this was in clinic uh this this 88 year old gentleman and his wife they come i see them about like every two three weeks because his wife is kind of declining mentally she's falling into alzheimer's and stuff right so i i like to see them often just to talk and to see how they're doing and just to you know kind of bring up the subject of hey we need to start working on goals of care you know life will right. things like that uh, which is always difficult conversations. But anyway, she took a real bad turn one day, just out of nowhere. And she was in the hospital. And then they told her, we're going to put her in hospice care, which hospice is like, you got about six months to live. Right. We're going to let you go. Um, but the hospice was telling them, telling him, like, what we'll do is we'll just take her off oxygen and let her go um, in about two weeks. And he was like, that doesn't make any sense. So he called me and I was like, that doesn't make any sense because right, it doesn't make sense. She's living okay on oxygen, right? Like she her vitals are fine, everything was fine. She she had a little episode of like pneumonia basically, um, recovered from it. So why would you want to just take her off oxygen and, and kill her? It didn't make any sense, right? So they put her in a rehab instead to try to help her rehab her lungs and walk a little right. bit more. 
Um, and she has some underlying dementia. So she does kind of like defecate on herself sometimes. And the rehab was just trying to try to help build that up. Right. Yeah. But control because some of, of that, COVID. Yeah. yeah. But because of COVID, he can't visit her and they are high school sweethearts. They have not spent a day or two apart since 18 years old. You know, they are 88 <sighs> years old now. Oh, that's devastating, so, man. So this man came to me and was like, I need a referral to a psychiatrist because I'm not doing well. You know, she's in there. She calls me every night crying and she's demented. So she doesn't realize where she is. She wakes up and she's like, where am I? Why am I in this prison? Right. right? This man takes a lawn chair to the rehab, puts it at her window, sits at her window with his phone and like calls her and then reads a book six hours a day wow. for for like the past two weeks just just to be there for his wife man and i'm like these are the things of covid that we're not seeing you know like yeah these are the things that like that if we don't get this shit under control if we don't take care of the proper precautions these are the people that are hurt like this, this man yeah. telling me he's telling me like all i want is that if she dies i want to hold her hand when she goes you know and he's scared yeah. that that's not, not going to happen. And yeah, man, that's tough. And I've read so many stories similar to that. And I think that that people are missing some of the, uh, like these things are just as important as the, the, the high death toll is all of the things for the people that didn't die, who have family that are sick or that they can't see or that are, you know, alone and have been alone, maybe even for months while they're trying to find some recovery. Like, you know, people it, are missing the big picture, maybe. Yeah, and, and I mean, when it started, um, and we well, when it got bad, we shut down the hospital for visitors, right? We were like, no visitors, right. just, just patients. So I started seeing these, like, older patients just sitting there, and they were not they were having a lot of, like, agitation, and nurses would call us and be like, can I get, you know, some drugs to put them down just because they're being angry or whatever. All they needed was somebody to sit there and talk to them and be like, hey, I know you're lonely. I know you haven't seen your family but you're sick and we're trying to get you better. They didn't have COVID. They had just like, like, um, I don't know, pneumonia or, or right. heart failure or whatever. Um, so I started doing a thing where I would go around in the morning. I would come home, go, come to the office, uh, to the hospital an hour earlier, just walk into a room, any room that I knew that there was an elderly patient and be like, Hey, do you need help FaceTiming with your, with your child or whatever? And, and do you want to just talk? And this and that. And at first, you know, you, you walk in, you're, I got my white coat on, and they're like, what happened? And I'm like, no, right, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> I'm just here to help. Like, I'm Expecting the worst, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did that for a while, but then the hospital um, shut that down because they were, they, they had a good point. Like, you know, I'm exposed to COVID a lot. I'm dealing with all these patients. Yeah. And then I'm walking into rooms to sit with patients. Maybe I'm passing it because we didn't right. know how it transmitted at the time. Now we know that it's not so much physical touch transmission. Like if somebody coughed with COVID on a table and you touched it, you wouldn't catch COVID. Right. Um, but we know now that it's more respiratory. It's just like if you breathe into somebody's mouth or nose or in their area, or even their eyes, um, that, that they can catch it. So that that's the mode of transmission is, is coming more and more to light. Um, the thing with, with science in general is that, especially in a new virus like this, is that we're going to be wrong a lot. Yeah, it's always beginning. changing, man. It's always right. changing. And so, you know, like people say, well, Dr. Fauci said at first, 
uh, you don't need the masks. And now he's saying you do need the mask because now we learn that like you do need yeah. the mask, right? The stats have shown that, you know, 87% of states that have masks, um, or sorry, the states that have masks, they have a, a decrease of about 87% transmission. And the states that don't mandate masks have an increase of about 15% of COVID cases. So like, the data is there. That yeah, it's that there, masks, and it's been there from other places as well. Right, and masks do something. They not they might not do everything, right? They might not like they're not the cure, and the right. fact that you're safe with a mask on, but it protects you. It's like, would you want to walk into a battlefield with a bulletproof vest on or butt ass naked? Like right, right, right. Yeah, you're, you're, you're still going to get you're still going to get shot at, but you might as well have something on to try to protect you a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so. And then, you know, people say, like, um, the masks, they protect a certain amount of microns, like the, the molecule size, right? I, I don't remember the exact size of the microns, but, um, and COVID is smaller than the average mask will protect against. Like, it can go through it. Go through, yeah. Right. But co- that's the single molecule COVID. And COVID does not travel in a single molecule. It's an RNA virus. So it travels in clusters. And the okay. cluster sizes are too big to get through a mask. So if a single molecule of COVID went through and it went into your system, you're most likely not going to catch COVID. But if a cluster went through, then the, chances, know, are the chances are, are higher. Yeah. Um, so the masks do protect against the clusters, right? It's just like oxygen. Oxygen doesn't travel as an O molecule. It travels as O2. Right. That's just chemistry right I, I don't have time to get into all the chemistry i know man it's all good i get it i get it but but yeah so so the masks definitely help and and the social distancing helps um now in terms of like opening up the country and and opening stores and things like that i do feel like we need to get back to to that kind of stuff you know like we, we've got a lot of We've you know what's fun, of- what's funny is uh, right, right for me. I can uh, interrupt you, but about that particular thing, it's interesting to me that people are on one side or the other when all these things can all be sort of true at the same time. Right, right, exactly. We need to kind of protect each other, especially those people that have uh, elderly or pre-existing conditions. Even those people, but even though people are being sick that don't have any of that, those things, we definitely need to protect those people. We also definitely need to get people back working and back trying to build the economy again. All of those things are true at the same time. And the system needing to be changed. All of that is true. There's, there shouldn't be a one side or the other about exactly. any of that. Exactly. The world isn't black or white, man. It, it's, it's, there's gray. Everything is gray. And we need to find that balance. You know, like if you have an elderly parent or if you have somebody with coexisting condition or something that you don't want to expose, then, then be more mindful of what you do. But I do think that we need to open the country, but we need to open the country with rules, with restrictions, like wear your masks, you know? Yeah. Um, don't be at, don't be that, that guy at, at Walmart screaming. I want to buy a shirt. Let me not yeah, it's, wear your It's mask. just unnecessary. It's, it a, it's unnecessary. My thing is, you know, I've run into some people. Clearly we've seen, I know you've seen, I've seen people on Instagram and saying whatever they want to say about right. it. The situation, right. a lot of conspiracy, a lot of whatever different things. My thing is this. You, you have, you're going to have to do what you want to do to some extent, but you also don't have to yell that it's a conspiracy, scream at people right. for doing what they right. feel like is the right thing as well. And you have to consider the people that you might may infect, not just yourself. So if you're, if you're going to be around, 
your grandmother and so forth, then you probably shouldn't go around people that you know are not necessarily taking care of themselves in that way. Exactly. You know, it's, exactly. It, these are really simple things like, I just don't understand why somebody, why you have to yell and scream at people or scream in a store yeah. or to, yeah. for, for what, at people that, you know, they're not bothering you. They're asking you to protect them, protect yourself, protect them. You know, I don't understand why you, why people can't just do that and continue. I mean, I don't want to wear the shit. I wear the shit when I go to the gas station. Exactly. I wear it when I walk into Target. I got to fight my daughter to put hers on to go do anything. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's not the most pleasant experience, but it's you know, not. It's not. And people talk about like, well, I'm rebreathing my CO2. I wear this mask for 14 hours. Dude, I tell people that I just told somebody at the other day. I literally just told somebody. I would be dead right now if this was true. It's not. It's not true. It's it's there's no effects with these masks, like wearing them long term in terms of CO2 rebreathing. And and I I had somebody just I had somebody just tell me something about wearing a mask it's so bad for you that i said man look you know regardless of how i may feel or you may feel like we're not a, i'm not a virologist number one i'm not a doctor number two and at any any way and and i haven't seen any doctors nurses or other other people wearing sometimes double masks falling out dying like you, you can't sit here and tell me it's bad for you if these people are doing it 14 hours you're like 14 hours i'm like yeah man they work 14 hours sometimes maybe right. longer you know, yeah, like exactly, and and you know where we are seeing bodies on people who don't wear masks. Like that's yeah. where we're seeing bodies. You know, like so uh, if, if we if we do everything right, which it's America, we're not going to do everything right. But if we do everything right, um, I think we could get back to normal in like a year, two years time. I mean, Sounds I like a lot, you know, but but I, what's my, a year, two year in in a lifespan of. That we have an issue though with right now with I mean you know I don't know I can't I don't I can't even there's yeah, just so yeah. many things going on and so many different ideas and things being thrown Branches, in people's faces yeah. and people are grabbing onto these really ridiculous things when I think the basic idea is that you want to be a uh, res- be respectful and respected as a human being right show love and and tenderness and caring and empathy to people and do things that help your community and your society move forward without infringing on other people's rights and without being a detriment to the society. These are really, really simple things. And I think uh, we, some of us have lost sight of that. So if, we're on, if you're on one side or the other, if you're shooting at people on one side or shooting at people on the other side, you've lost sight of what we're all trying to do together. Exactly. Right? Like, we're all trying to help. We're all just trying to live. Everybody, everybody, every organism in the world in in the universe almost you could say you know it's trying even corona the virus itself is trying to do one thing it's live live That's all yeah. they're trying to do and we need to just live and let live you know like yeah, man. let people do what they what they do but but don't be the reason somebody else dies and and one of the things with corona is that like with the flu for example right the the flu you know, if you have the flu, you are likely to in- infect 1.3 people, which obviously there isn't 0.3 people, but, you know, like on average, yes. it's 1.3. So if we round it down to one person, um, that means that if you have the flu and you infect one person and you go that to a, a factor of 10, you've infected about 10 people, right? Okay, yes. Like each person. So one person is responsible for about 10 people being infected. The coronavirus has got a, a virulence factor of about four. So that means that if you infect 
four people and they affect four people and they affect four people. Once right. you take that to a factor of 10, you've hit about 200,000 people, right? Like it means that one person yeah. is responsible for 200,000 infections. Like the, do you so want to be that person that's responsible that, for that? Like that being said, let's, let's, let's look at, uh, let's look at it from another angle then. So how many, we, there's no way of us knowing this really, really no way of us knowing, but would you suspect, or do you have any, any idea that we may have already, not already, but we've already been running through a wave of people throughout the, the state, especially Florida that have already contacted, you know, had contracted the disease and, and gone through it without even knowing. I mean, obviously I mean, I, there's I a lot of very, asymptoms yeah. about it, people. I think it's very possible that like, a lot of us have it. Um, I think the latest CDC data showed that about um, it's about two percent. Not one hundred percent sure on the number here, but I think it was about two percent of the about of the U.S. population has been exposed to Corona and is past it. Right, asymptomatic, no no problem right. to it. Um, herd immunity, right, which you, you'll hear a lot. Right. Um, usually, herd immunity is about fifteen percent. Right. That's when we're kind of like, okay, there's enough people exposed that that they're immune and the people who are will be susceptible to it are immune because everybody else around them is immune, right? Right. So we got a long way to go. And if I agree, I heard Fauci say that twenty percent yesterday on, you know, what your um right. you, uh, herd immunity. immunity would be. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so um, if we're at two percent with two hundred thousand deaths, if we if we say like one every one percent is a hundred thousand, we're gonna get to twenty percent. That's two million deaths. Like, that's a lot of dead people, and and we want to yeah, make man. sure that we slow the amount of deaths down. Now, our I mean, I can only speak for my hospital, right? Because I don't work at other hospitals, but we're doing a lot better in in mitigating and controlling symptoms and and right. helping people. Right? We have a lot of experimental trials going to where we take like plasma from people who have had it and put it into people who currently have it and see if it works and it's showing some promising results um we do do the vitamin uh, b12 some zinc um you know these natural supplements that that crazy doctor lady that said that she didn't want to do any clinical trials <laughs> Uh, she was talking about those, those zinc and things like that, which is, which is true. We use that. Right, right? Yeah. Yeah and, yeah. and we pump them full of steroids. Um, that's also been showing some, some improvement, but all of this is a small sample size because it's just my one hospital. The one hospital. Right. Right. And which is the problem with that lady that she said, Oh, I've treated over 300 patients with this one. She treated them in the outpatient setting. So most likely they weren't coming in with symptoms. Like, right. They, they were already hospitalized. Right. They were like, yeah. okay to be in to go to the clinic and not go to the hospital Two, 300 people is, is nothing. Right. Yes. The studies that have shown, she was trying to advocate for hydroxychloroquine. The studies that have shown that hydroxychloroquine does not improve, um, symptoms of coronavirus or like, uh, do anything basically in terms of, of helping people with coronavirus are minimum of like 2000 people. Right. So, yeah, 300, 2,000, I'm going to take the 2,000, right? Like For sure, 100%. And, and hydroxychloroquine is a great drug. It's great for people who have, like, rheumatoid arthritis or people who have who've gotten, like, malaria, things like yeah. that. It's a great drug, but it yeah, has a lot of side effects. 
I think, again, this is one of those things where it's just, you know, lack of lack of information and lack of wanting to find information. Right. Exactly. exactly. So, again, these are this is these are situations where all of these things can be true. You can be doing taking zinc and you can be doing this and getting you know these plasma treatments right. and you can be there's all these different things and treatments and ways that they're trying to mitigate these situations. And people are wanting to side with pushing one thing or the other thing, but there's no actual cure. Right, se. right, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt to try. And but one thing I can tell you that every healthcare professional across the board will agree on is that exercise is the man, is the it. way to go, man. Like, like when when the floor, when Florida was talking about shutting down gyms, I was like up in arms. I was like, this is the worst idea. The one thing that we need is people to go out and exercise, exercise yeah. your lungs, build up your immune system. You know. And on top of that, all the anxiety that people are feeling being locked at home, not having jobs. Absolutely. You know, all of that is maybe not completely taken care of by exercise, but it's definitely mitigated. It's definitely reduced, you know. Yeah, if, I if agree. You go to like, if you go to like Lucky's Muay Thai and punch the hell out of a bag for an hour, you're going to feel a lot better than yeah, if you man. were at home. I definitely have noticed that. I definitely yeah. have noticed that. And you know, what, was also, what else was funny was that the UFC came to Jacksonville. I think uh, fight night for another organization came there for first, right? During the pandemic, they had their fights there. And I was like, how are they allowing people to go there and fight, but they're not allowing the gyms right. where the people train right. to go there? To fight? I, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little bit it lost did, on that. It did not it, add up, man. And, and I, that's why I think like, the things that needed, like when they were talking about essential workers, I was like, gyms are essential workers. Like, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I make, listen, it's not, they find camaraderie, right? They find their, their friends are yeah. there. The people that are pushing them are like, there, there is something other than just the workout, the workout releasing your right. endorphins, all that is great. But you're also it with other people attempting to do the same things and you have a unified goal. And I think that that's, man, it's missed a lot. And I it, think it is, man. And, and, you know, humans, we are animals, right? Like we like to think that we're these superior beings, but we're animals. And and as animals, we're social. We're very social yeah. creatures. And we need that, like you said, camaraderie. We need to have that sense of belonging. We right? also need like, to, know, to know people identify with what we feel like, right? Exactly, exactly. So, so going to a gym, you know, joining a fight team, whatever, it's like you said, like people come together and even just being there, you could go and have a terrible workout, but you leave happy because you were there. You saw your teammates, you saw your friends, you yeah, got man. to spar or you got to or whatever together, yeah, you know, even you if you only got to do some pushups, right? Like, right. You did a hundred skip knees and you're like, what the hell? My, yeah. I'm, my legs are on fire, but you're like, oh, I can't wait to be back tomorrow. I'll do a hundred more, right. you know? So, so I was like very, I was very happy when they finally said, like, okay, our bad. Keep the gyms open. Uh, right? Yeah, man, me too. Me too. But yeah, and I think you guys are doing it right with, you know, you, I know you started with six people. I think you're up We're to doing like six eight. people. Per, we're doing eight for the all-levels classes because it's, it's both beginners and advanced. So we had to add yeah. two more slots because yeah, yeah. it's more people. But we're trying to keep it at six. We're trying to do most of the work outside. But it's, you know, it's still, it's difficult, man. We have people that are, you know, are going to fight coming up soon. We have to, we're trying to get all this work done and, 
we're trying to make sure everybody feels comfortable where they are, try to separate the bags. I mean, again, most of the people that are working in work that work close together, for instance, they've been basically working close together since the beginning. We're not taking anybody from out of town. We're only taking locals. Like we're trying to, we're trying to to control it the best that we can. And it's, it's tough, man, but we're moving right along. You see, you, you guys are like a, a staple of what we need to do, right? Like open up, like you guys are open, but do it the right way, you know, slowly. And then as we get better at dealing with coronavirus, then you can open up fully. And by the time, you know, by the time we've got it all taken care of, you've been open the whole time and your your business stays alive. The people stay alive and everything works out, but we just got to do it the right way. It's just people who don't want to walk, who walk in, I don't want to wear a mask. Like you're making, you're, you're pulling us back from moving forward to where we don't have to wear masks anymore. Right. Like, let's just keep wearing the mask until we don't have to wear it anymore. And and I don't think we're going to ever have to wear masks. I don't think that's going to be a case. Um, but it, no, we I don't think so either. We were not wear masks for a long time. Yeah. I don't know, man. We, we'll talk later about that. But I think, you know, maybe the governors and some other people have some other ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's so sure. we'll, we'll see. But um, all right, I'm going to put you first of all, thank you for talking about this, because, you know, I. I'm always sort of looking at different ideas and different perspectives. And I, I really value yours. And like I said, you're, I listen to you and I have a nurse that um, works at Jackson that I listen to. And basically, you know, people, like I said, they're reaching for all these things, but I'm trying to reach the people, reach out to the people that I, are working on the front lines and that are, you know, trying to make this a better situation. So for me, I'm super happy that I was able to have you on. Thank you so much for telling us all of this and, you know, giving us information, but I got to put you on the spot now. All right. All right. What's your favorite martial arts movie? Oh man. Uh, Enter the dragon for sure. I think just cause I grew up with it. Like, I know yeah. it was way before my time when I was born. I was born in 88. But, like, growing up, my cousins uh, would always show me Enter the Dragon and and just watching Bruce Lee be Bruce Lee, right? That, that yeah, guy man. is something else. Um, and then, you know, uh, I did watch a lot of these these Wu-Tang, Shaolin, you know, movies. Oh, uh, yeah, man. The Five, Five Deadly Venoms, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's... Yeah, yeah. But um, I just got to go with Enter the Dragon is my as my favorite there. Like that's got that's gotta be my my, my, my go to, you know. Alright, so is Bruce Lee your favorite martial martial artist then? Uh actually nah. like, in terms of the martial artist, I'm gonna say, you know, I've been watching the UFC since since almost when it started, right? Um Anderson Silva is just that's my guy. Man, like, me too, man. That is me my too. guy. You know, he the things that he did with his body and the way he revolutionized the sport it it just that's yeah that's my favorite fighter for that's sure. the right guy. now though like active fighter i'm gonna say um style bender uh, adesanya yeah like, you know it's funny because i was just about to say you know when they fought it's so funny that people were talking about the fight being bad and you know i had the same thought that israel did i mean i think a lot of people that do martial arts did which was like you just don't understand if you're at these levels that the other person is as good as you right and they get you're trying to trick them into something they're trying to bait you into something and sometimes it ends up like that because you both know that the end is near if you make one error you know that's yeah i'm looking forward to seeing this 
perfect perfect example of making one error and like the end of the year is this Covington and Woodley that just happened, right? Like, Ugh. like it wasn't the greatest fight in terms of we thought they were going to go out there and slug it out. They hate each other, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. right? And you know, Covington had him against the cage a bunch of the fight, um, which is good, you know, clinch work. But from uh, if you're not a big fan of, of fighting, you're watching this, you're like, it's kind of a boring fight, right? Yeah. And as a fan, even as a fan, I was still like, it's kind of a boring fight. They did do a lot of clinch work, but there was also a lot of just pressing up against each other, not doing much, right? Yes. And then Woodley made the one big mistake of, of basically pu- trying to pull that that uh, that choke out and, and oh, breaking his ribs. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, that's almost, you could almost say a rookie mistake, but not really because it takes a lot of work to break your own rib. Break your own rib, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, that Woodley is one of those guys where, I mean, he's he's a little older and he, to me, just to me, outside looking in, he looks a little gun shy. Like he looks like he, he doesn't, he wants to throw it, but he doesn't throw it. And right, I've seen it before. Right. We've seen it in other fights. Yeah. Um, I saw it a lot with, um, with Chuck Liddell near the end of his career, you know, like he got rocked too many times and yeah. that, that hand that used to just knock people out left and right, just, it wasn't just there anymore. Didn't he, it was it. there, but he just didn't want to throw it. Yeah. DJ Penn too, man. He was one of my yeah. all time favorites and watching him go out there and be boxed up in my opinion by guys that probably aren't on his level of, you know, striking in some ways. And then, you know, losing by jujitsu chokes and stuff. I'm, I'm like, how yeah, is this possible? Exactly. Not that it's exactly. not possible, but you got to give me something better more than this. And I feel the same about Tyron. I love them both, man. But I, oh God, please, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it hurts, hurts the eyes, man. It, it does, hurts the man. eyes. And I look, I'm no Cummington fan because because you know I, I don't like this little persona he puts on. Yeah, I get it. He's trying to sell tickets, like whatever. He's a good yeah. fighter, you know. Like, yeah, he can fight, man. He he can definitely fight, but yeah. he's also a moron. So. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah, and then and you can even say, you know, I know this might not be popular opinion, but like Masvidal, same thing. You know, like he he he's a he's a fighter for sure. He's a hundred percent a Miami type fighter. Like, but every time I see him fight, I'm all like, this is my that's definitely Miami, right? hundred percent. Sure. But then he has like these off out of the cage antics that it's like unnecessary, man. Like I yeah, get it. Man. You're being, you live your life, do your thing. You know, you're rich. You got, you, you worked hard to get here. Be you, right. Don't, don't change. He's this highly a Cuban. He's not going to change, but, yeah. but stuff like that makes me not like him at like, not be a big Mazadol fan, right? Right. I'm always gonna be yeah, a big fan. I'm from Miami. I take the home team. But. Of course, man. Of course. You know, and sometimes I sometimes people's outside stuff that they put on, it definitely makes them more money with like just the general fans. You know, they they buy right. a t-shirt, they right. merch, they do this kind of stuff. But I think some of uh, some other people, maybe more martial arts oriented, love him as a fighter, and then like ah kind of cringy we watch some of that that stuff you know just right. in general right. we, like, we like, don't we don't need it because we know exactly. we're looking to see the fight like we don't care about all of that right. but man they, they, so, they you know listen yeah they have to because the way the structure is set up you know boxing they're like you sign a contract you get this much money yeah. period yeah and the ufc they're like you sign you get this much and if you win you get the other half yeah. right that's true that's true and if you're like fight of the night or knockout of the night 
You get bonuses. You get a bonus. Right. There's yeah. ways that you can make money, but if you don't win or if you don't, yo, all you're getting is that one check. Yeah. Right. And then you got to go work. You got to go back to stocking boxes at Walmart until you right. get your next fight, which could be seven months down the road. Yeah. So they yeah. got some, they have to do things to, to especially okay. guys at the end, like a Mosley, not that he's at the end, but he's been around a long time. Right. 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 He finally is getting his glow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but yeah. some of that had to do with uh, punching Leon Edwards in the back, you know, some of the, just the other stuff. And I think, I think he had to sort of do that at this moment because it it's the last moment. Yeah. It's not to say he's not going to be a great fighter, but he has a little bit of momentum and you got you to gotta build off of that when you can and try to you know, make yourself worth the, that right. big paycheck, right. you know? Yeah, and now it's crazy that's for true. us. Yeah, but, it is. You know, Cause like, cause like, you know, Spider Silva never did that stuff. But then again, like he's in Brazil. Brazil's got millions of fans. He's, he doesn't yeah, need true. to, right? Like he's going to yeah. sell tickets regardless, but Adesanya, he doesn't do that. He dances. He has little dance videos, right? Yeah. He does his little Twitter work and stuff. His little right, Twitter right, memes and whatnot. Right. Right. You know, John Jones, well, John Jones has got his off screen antics, but I don't think he's trying to, he's not trying to have those off screen antics. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, look, uh, whatever's going on there. I, I couldn't tell you if I wanted to brother, but yeah, a lot know, of, but you know, like fighters, Jones, fighters life's tough, man. Yeah, I think he's probably like the best fighter I've ever seen in my life, right? Like, I Man, think he's for pound, he's insanely talented. They but, can say what they want, right? We've seen a lot of guys take him to five rounds, and he's had some fights where there was questionable endings. You know, maybe that, that yeah, maybe it yeah. should have gone the other way. But the reality is, he he won all the fights, you know, except exactly. for the illegal elbow. But right, right, I and mean, even that one. It's, it's, yeah, you can't deny his greatness. It just is what it is. It is exactly, and th- and that illegal elbow, like I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I get where it came from. The, you know, the the twelve o'clock, the twelve right? to six. Yeah, yeah. Like I get it. When the UFC was starting, they were like, "This is a savage move." And right. Blah. Yeah. So you know, we they they kick people in the face. Bro, <laughs> like, so people your get shin bone is way more damaging than the elbow, right? Bro, people like, get their faces split open. You know what yes, I mean? Like yes. this 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 movement is not as bad. Even the the like a cross elbow, right? Like the slicing elbow, that is way more dangerous. <laughs> like, uh, I get it. Yeah, I it's get funny, it. man. It's funny how how what people that make those rules how they think and then how you can't just get them to change their mind based off of the facts of the, you know, right. Right. Facts. That's where where we are. (laughs) That's where we are, man. That's where we are. Uh, Alternative facts, you know, know, everything, fake news or whatever. So anyway, brother, look, man, I'm so happy that I was able to have you on. It really, it's, it it means a lot, man. Like I said, um, one of the only voices I listen to because so many people have, or so many people are online doctors. So <laughs> I just try to listen and do the best I can, you know, and um, I, like I said, I greatly appreciate it. I'd love to have you on again in the future as we start to see this stuff decline. And um, the next time you're on, let's have some fun and just talk fights, man. Yeah, man. And I actually, next time I can even give you like a virology lecture about like, where Corona, what we know about it in terms of where it came from and what it's like, you know, I, I oh, know man. a little bit about it, but that's, that's a whole. Yeah, I know. And you know what I've read, I've read a bunch of stuff, but I'm going to have to read some more because I want to get in. I want to, 
I want to kind of dissect it a little bit more as well. I feel like everybody's kind of got their own ideas right. and maybe we can just, I, I would like, and I, I would like ideas to settle my nerves, not yeah. to make me more crazy about this shit. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I'd well, like it to I be. Tell you, one thing I can tell you that might settle your nerves is that RNA viruses don't mutate as easily as like flu viruses. Flu viruses right. are segmented, right? RNA viruses, you need to have the virus, um, a host and then a transcriptor to put all three things together is very difficult to do. So even if it goes from host to host, like the transcriptor right. itself is not, it's, it's very difficult for RNA viruses to mutate. They mutate slow. Whereas like flu viruses mutate year to year. Right. So they change that to change the vaccine, yeah. right? Right. Coronavirus will, will, if it does mutate, it's going to be like 10, 15 years from mutation. So that's one thing that, like, if we can learn how to combat it, if we get a good vaccine, that's going to be good coverage oh, for a long time. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Yo, listen, you said you're, you're watching the game. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, Dolphins in Jacksonville. I'm, I'm going to the game tonight. 25% capacity. Like, I, when I bought my tickets, every seat for, like, 10 seats out around me, radius, booked, like, they, they close it off. So oh, it's just me man. and my girl and her brother and his his wife and like that's it. So dude, that's like, amazing, man. I might be the only Dolphins fan out there, so you guys might see me on on TV tonight. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, be safe out there, brother. Be yeah. safe. I will, God, I will. I will. brother. You are so loved, my man. Enjoy uh, the rest of your day. I appreciate you, brother. Have a good one. All right, my man. Peace. All right, people, that was my conversation with Dr. Amir Malik, my brother from another, uh, my good friend, one of the only voices I listened to during, throughout this pandemic. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you learned something. Listen, you don't have to yell at people. I damn sure don't want you to get yelled at, but respect each other, man. Show each other some empathy. Everybody's not going through what you're going through. Be there for each other. And for fuck's sakes, arrest somebody. In the murder of Brianna Taylor. BCMA Podcast, we out. Yeah, man, I'm still in my kitchen, so what? Uh...